Hey, Pat. Hey, Mike. 25 episodes. Wow, 25. Quite the event. It is the event. I also see another event. Where do you see this event? On the horizon. So you see an event on a horizon. Yes, an event horizon. We should celebrate by discussing 1997's Event Horizon. A haunted ship. I'm getting some really strange readings in here. A missing crew. This place is a tomb. DJ, where are you? An infinite evil. This ship has been beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows what it's brought back with it? Vacate! I want off this ship. I can't leave. She won't let you. Event Horizon. Rated R. Welcome to Movie Chat with Mike and Pat. And Pat. 25 episodes. Can you believe that I we can't made believe it this it. far? <laughs> We've gotten this far, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they said we would never make it. I know, man. We're just we're just running right through uh, several of these movies. I mean, 25 episodes. That puts us like among the, the titans of the industry, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We are paving our way. <laughs> yes. We certainly are. We are, uh, yeah. Hitting a twenty fifth uh, movie chat, and this time we decided to uh, roll with uh, the uh, rather bizarre, kind of unsung, hmm, bizarre sci fi horror film of nineteen ninety seven, known as Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, I googled that up, man. Uh, what that means, and it's a theoretical boundary around a black hole beyond <laughs> which no light or other radiation can escape. A uh, point of no return, if you will. Mm, yeah. Wow, I didn't know. I didn't know we were on a science chat with Mike and Pat. Well, you know, I just was wondering where the name came from, but I think people. I, I mean, I, I, I think it, the uh, Wikipedia or whatever Google used it as like uh, we're on the we're on the brink of event horizon, meaning we're like on the point of no return or something like that. Mm. The way you're saying it, but uh, okay. But this film, uh, yeah, like it is. It's kind of a bizarre. It's um, yeah, it's definitely a, a uh, space thriller. It's a, okay, it's a it's a sci-fi horror, horror film. Yeah, right. it's it definitely has a lot of elements of horror. Yeah, it's got a lot of elements yeah. of a lot of things. A lot of yeah, we can go into <laughs> it. Here. Well, we are going to go into it because we're uh, here to movie chat. Not necessarily but... original things, right? Or... Well, that's true. So our director here is Paul. W.S. Anderson. Yeah. So I did notice in the credits, William Scott. It just says Paul, Paul Anderson, Anderson, but and everything but, else, I always. But now we know him as Paul W.S. Anderson. Well, what well, we say we now know. I think it was even Paul W.S. Anderson in Back Mortal then. Kombat. Okay. I thought. Yeah. So maybe he was trying for something different. Yeah, like his Wikipedia page says Paul W.S. or his IMBD page is. Paul W.S. But you're right. In the credits, I was like, it just said Paul Anderson. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the W.S. is. I mean, why are we losing, like, we use it here? And I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of first names of Paul William Scott Anderson. Yeah, right. it's a lot of names there. Just just drop. Just, yeah, or just pick one. those four name guys. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned Mortal Kombat. He did Mortal Kombat, and he kind of got successful a little bit off of Mortal Kombat. And that was he a was, big movie. He was trying to uh, capitalize on that, and people were sending him scripts, and he was going to do Soldier with um, Kurt Russell. But guess what? Kurt Russell needed like a year to get in shape, okay? This is pre-Kurt like uh, 
you know, now, I guess, <laughs> pre-20... Yeah, well, it would be pre-now. Yeah, pre-to-2020s, where I guess they, they just inject them with uh, whatever they need to do to get them in shape. You oh, know? oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell needed the whole year to get in shape. With I think now they're just like, hey, let's put you on a... Um, Super soldier regiment. Yeah, of, we'll just uh, make them put them in chicken, broccoli, and rice all day and make them work four times a week. And oh, yeah, yeah there's some special sauce we won't talk about. Um, but now look at <laughs> what, you. Are you saying that like a celebrity that suddenly gets jacked, jacked is yeah, not yeah. a natty? Well, back in 97, Kurt Russell's like, I need a year. So, uh, yeah. So in that time, I think people were sending him like, uh, you know, like scripts. And this guy named Philip Eisner sent him a script on Event Horizon. Mm -hmm. And he was more, he was super intrigued about doing like a rated R movie. And so he was like, let's roll with it. Um, he, well, a rated R horror. Yeah, movie. horror film. Yeah, he yeah. was really interested in doing that. And so he's like, well, I got the time. I'm going to capitalize on it. And let's, let's rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so the movie is inspired by several films. I think you think it's more like, I think you mentioned while watching it, uh, he felt like he ripped it from a lot of movies. But... Well, I, we we mentioned this afterwards. There were a couple of really obvious scenes mm -hmm. that... You... Some of them, I think they just kind of put in there, you know, and it wasn't, yeah, they... it, it made no sense to the plot. Of the yeah. yeah, I mean, it's one thing if you if you're taking uh, inspiration mm -hmm. from from other films, which I think is totally fine um like you know tonally or maybe even um story mm -hmm. elements but when you, you you're basically taking a scene for scene yeah i don't know how that's not necessarily yeah. an inspiration that's just a well this is what theft. this is this is what paul's doing right so paul's like <laughs> I, I think he's british right he's a british yeah he's guy. british so he's yeah. like, i was really inspired by these films and i put it all together and now i have my sci-fi space bizarre thriller horror you know, there's a lot of different i don't know sounding accents i'm not quite Britain. sure if that's his accent <laughs> but so yeah he was definitely inspired by some of the films such as the shining Mm -hmm. uh aliens uh, maybe alien aliens uh. i think both yeah i see some i see elements of both the haunting um, and the haunting yeah. and then i think i mean i don't i don't think he was inspired by i felt like clive barker's hellraiser was definitely in this okay film. <laughs> yes okay yeah yeah because i didn't see that either yeah but there were definitely some hellraiser -ish yeah, yeah. scenes. i agree there. yes i feel yeah. like he was very inspired on that Mm -hmm. um filmed all strictly in london um and he was also said that he was inspired by notre dame the cathedral oh no, and not so, the university no yeah not the university not touchdown not jesus the football team. um yeah so so a lot of the um, Rudy. a lot of the set the set was designed the set designs um yeah. for the inside of the event horizon just to be clear is the name of the ship that they board right uh he said it was very inspired by yeah um the cathedral even the even the bridge had like a kind of a like a like a flipped cross if you will window so I don't oh know. yeah i yeah. did yeah. i didn't really think of it when i saw it but, but I like, the core room was very spiky and mm -hmm. i don't know just he said that a lot of it was designed of that um <laughs> i've never been into notre dame um uh, i guess i don't know I, I never, I, I wouldn't imagine too many spikes, but I guess there could be. I guess it did have like a very gothic cathedral esque yeah. look to it. And so, and also, this was actually filmed mostly on the 007 Pinewoods. Uh, a lot of things are filmed on Pinewood Studio. Yeah, Pinewoods 007 stage. But what it was is he said that um, he really wanted to get the, he kind of wanted to design the set. And this whole film is basically like uh, a possessed ship, if you will. 
and mm-hmm. he wanted to capture that. And he felt like the audience, he felt like the cast members were kind of getting a little cabin fever because they were stuck in these tight sets. Right. And a lot of right. these like things were happening and it was like they were, he was actually filming them in almost like a haunted house of like a set of haunted house of trickery, you know? And so he really didn't have to, a lot of times he felt like he wasn't really having to get a, get a lot of acting. He was just getting react, filming reactions. Yeah. And, um, they, uh, I think even, uh, he was, uh, Lawrence Fishburne wrote down on a lot of the scripts. NAR, which means no acting required because he was just basically <laughs> reacting just to reacting. whatever, uh, Anderson was throwing at them on set. Yeah. Um, and, well, um, so it's it, very interesting to see how the film, you can see there's a lot of jump scares in the early in the film. And you know, what else this has, movie has a lot of what early CGI. Yes, it does. And that's what I was going to ask you. Very how, heavy. Yeah. And I was wondering how you think that held up. Now, uh, now that we're in 2024. Hmm. It 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 definitely looks like it's late 90s. Yeah. It it does not look well, and I'm not even a huge fan of modern CGI, so I and I'm not sure. It does have the con. And I, I don't know. It almost has like a a, a simplistic charm about it. A little maybe? cartoonish look to it, but yeah. enough to be like, okay, I believe this is some floating items here, right? You know, and there's some floating water here. Yeah, is there even scenes where where the characters are inter or the the actors are interacting mm. with with what's supposed to be there? You know, mm. and obviously it's. They, they can't see it, but you know, they're doing it and they're doing very exaggerated motions and movements. So, yeah. So they're showing, Whoa, look at this. Look what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's sort of distracting really. Um, it is a little bit. And the, there's also too, uh, some scenes where I think they kind of over, they didn't have to go CGI like, um, like, uh, Sam Neill's character where he kind of gouges out his eyes. I think there's a part where his eyes were like CGI would over. Like, I don't know. If oh, you saw well, that. even the, even his hallucinations of his wife. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. what, cause yeah, her eyes the, are out too. Yes. And that's, that's like, CGI no as well. Yeah. I just thought it was like a little much. I'm like, he could have done a different way. Could have just done makeup, you know? And yeah, yeah. I thought this too. And I was I, like, wow, they're really going hard with that. Yeah. Why, why couldn't they have just, yeah. Uh, it, and actually, the whole movie overall, with the way the CGI works, kind of reminds me of another movie that came out uh, the same year. Yeah. Spawn. Did you see Spawn? I did see Spawn. Yeah, it's and, been a while. And, and, yeah, and yeah. so I remember. But a lot it was of one the, of those movies, and yeah, the, car- the cartoon like chains or whatever, right? Yeah. And even like fire and explosions and things mm-hmm. like that. They were very CGI. Yeah. So and like the 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 scenes in in hell or whatever. Yeah, it's all like CGI. And so that's what it reminds me of. So I guess it was just, you know, it was it, it was in the it time. Was, it, it was in its infancy, yeah. you know, going that way. And everybody knew that, oh, well, this is definitely the future. But mm-hmm. let's push the boundaries of what we can do now. It was a little much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, watching it here in 2024, I think it still held up. But I think I think you and I being of, I guess, around that time and watching films at that time, I feel like it was kind of a little a little beyond i mean it was probably just yeah you're right saying it was just like really trying to um you know like hey look what we can do yeah Yeah, well i mean they even i think it's acceptable amount of cgi it's yeah i mean it's fine i think it's fine for for what it is would i I, maybe my heart of hearts would i rather could they have done this with practical effects and maybe have maybe seem better Mm mm-hmm um probably yeah 60 million dollar budget 
60, 60, 60, 60, yeah. yeah, yeah, 97. So, I mean, I don't really know what that was, but uh, I don't really, know, but it sounded pretty like a pretty big. I mean, it's no uh, 100 gazillion budget from 1995's Cutthroat Island, but uh, <laughs> I mean, 60 million, yeah, but look, though, you know, I had no CGI, yeah, and look at the atrocity that we got I mean, from that. If, Maybe it needed some <laughs> CGI, <laughs> it, did. it really did. Um, but give me some CGI pirates and yeah, something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you're right. I think it, I think it holds up. I mean, there's some parts where you're like, oh, they could have gone a different way. But I mean, I for, the, for the effect it gave, I think it it was it was just enough. Um, but um, some funny stuff in there, like the floating, like uh, like it looked like a Seiko watch. I'm like, really, it's 2047. I don't know. Maybe like, Seiko yeah, was a sponsor. Yeah. Or I mean, a I don't know if it's it was product, but it was just like a wristwatch, you know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, in 2047, we still have wristwatch. You know what else right? that yeah. surprised me to see in this movie? And it wasn't CGI related, but considering the uh, the time is taking place in mm-hmm. 2047, yeah, a lot of smoking. And I felt like that even by the late nineties that that would have been started to be phased out. I didn't even notice that, but I guess you're yeah, right. Yeah, but there were there are Maybe. Two, two characters two that characters were smoking. like like straight up smoking. I missed that completely. Even um, the doctor was he smoking? Yeah, oh. Jason Isaac's character. Oh, Jay. Oh, you know what? I take that back. Yes, you mean DJ? Yes. Jason yeah, Isaac's yeah, yeah. The yeah. medical doctor. Right, right, right. Yeah. I thought you meant Doctor Weir. No, no, okay. Doctor Weir. Dr. Yeah, we really, got two doctors. Doctor Weir. Here. And excuse me like doctor 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 doctor, doctor. <laughs> yeah so a 60 million dollar budget i think it only pulled in like 48 million yeah um, this was not a this it was, was not, not a, a blockbuster a uh, but apparently so back I, don't, to, I don't think most of paul ws anderson's movies are well apparently mortal Kombat. well was. mortal Kombat yeah. was but that's mortal Kombat. that movie was is killer speaking of I 90s too the the intro to the song is i mean they had like intro like 90s house music to this like like starting the credits and stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, what well, is this? It's like high energy. It's like I know. This is kind of. It's kind of not. Doesn't really fit this. I know. Film. I wanted. I wanted some something of that creepier. in the middle of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there's none of that movie. There's I feel a, like it's just like something you play like when you're like running or. Yeah, like, there's like a much more traditional film score yeah. going on during the film. Yeah. But then at the credits, we've got this electronic. It's like house. I mean, music. it's very. It's very like yeah. mid late nineties yeah. electronic. There was like that boom. It was a big boom. Yeah, but. Yeah. uh so yeah, the story was actually that um, the film was had to take massive cuts, right? Because um, yeah, so Paramount, um, uh, I guess uh, your boy who does Titanic was like, oh, look, I'm gonna need uh, what's his name, Cameron was like, hey, Titanic needs to be postponed. I'm not gonna have it ready by the summer. So Paramount's like, all right, we gotta get. We told Anderson you need to wrap up. So he had like he was only. He was slotted like 10 weeks of editing yeah. and he only got four. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of like had to leave a lot on the cutting room floor. And so it made the film a lot shorter. And there's a lot. Yeah. Of- there's like a originally a 130 minute movie. Yeah. Yeah. A and ton it- of scenes that were left out. So I think, I think he felt like that was kind of what maybe hindered this film, but I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I did, I did look at read a little bit about like what some of those cuts were. Yeah, it was more like the and a lot of the gore. Yeah, was the gore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. and there are some parts in the what's and what we get to see now, and it's like, yeah, eh. it's a little queasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it, that's and I will go ahead and say up front, this is a bit of a problem I have with this movie because it is, it starts out very atmospheric in in um suspense thriller Agreed. type Agreed. and then it gets into just body horror yeah it gets into stuff. the it gets into like the blood and the spikes and the hellraiser yeah, stuff, yeah that's where know? we get the hellraiser yeah, yeah. stuff and yeah. i agree I'm, I'm not a big fan it just kind of did it didn't really 
it, the theme kind of switched up a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I think test audience saw the real thing before he cut a thirty. Yeah, and people were like it. puking and fainting, and then he's like, "Well, maybe I should cut a lot of this out." So <laughs> yes. apparently, like, there's a scene where uh, uh, the little boy has like lesions on his legs, mm -hmm. but they use like real like maggots, I think, and uh, people were like could not stomach that scene. And so he had so, to eat kind you know of what's, back on it. Okay. You know, what's weird about that. All of this other stuff you're going to CGI, mm -hmm. but you're going to make this mm -hmm. kid yep. real maggots. give him real maggots. <laughs> <Yes>. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. That's, that's, it's an odd choice there. Uh, I don't know, but yep. I don't know either, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. So the, the theme was a little, you know, it did, it seemed like it was going to be like a, scary space mission and then it became like a scary space mission with hellraiser in the middle you know? <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean going back to what we said before about like all the things that were clearly inspirations mm. you know for this it was it, a hodgepodge yeah yeah and so we've got like like a i know they it's, it was described as a haunted house in space sort of thing and so that comes from the hunting and then you get like the cabin fever uh someone going locked crazy in, locked yeah. in thing mm -hmm. you know, for the shining um and then you know the hellraiser stuff <laughs> and there oh, are, just yeah dr wire just yeah going nuts yeah and of course the the whole space you know group in space on a on a where no one search can, and rescue mission where no one can alien. hear you scream yeah yeah which is an alien thing so yeah it's just, so the story is is that uh, it's basically a rescue mission, right? They, right. Uh, um, so the the movie opens up with the house music, you know. You're ready to party? No, it didn't. Did it? I no, it maybe just it opened did. up with like the the computer typing thing of like. See, like there was house music right at the beginning, but then yeah, then the, the computer typing and it starts out in 2015. I was like, whoa, okay. I know. Oh, wow. I, I know. Like were, Back to the Future. Yeah. They were they were really thinking that we were like, going to get this far. Colonize on the moon in 2032. They got commercial mining on Mars. I was like, okay, we got a little bit of uh, um, uh, what is it? <laughs> I want to say True Lies, but that's not it. Oh, Total Recall. Total Recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got a little colonization on Mars. Um, then 2014. Event Horizon goes missing. Missing. Twenty forty. Twenty forty. Yeah. yeah. Twenty forty. The Event Horizon goes missing. Yes. But only to reappear in twenty forty seven. There's something funny about out this. in the eighth eighth planet of Neptune. Right. Well, what's kind of funny about that? They didn't. Now they they explain it later on, but there's a part in when um in that opening um those words i don't know what that what you would call that thing anyway talking about how the loss of the event horizon is the most devastating thing the ever the most devastating <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> i saw that but I, they I didn't think, all they said it went missing it was yeah it was like it was the most devastating catastrophe of the of the world or yeah. of, of human life and, and all of all of human space creation space exploration yeah, yeah everyone knows like, about this they didn't yeah. say anything about it didn't explode it didn't you know then like all these people died which i guess they assume they did since they lost contact but that was just it. They mm -hmm. just lost contact. And so later on, they, 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 I think they say something about, you know, oh, it didn't explode or there was no disaster or whatever. I think I'm that's not entirely what sure said. what the mission of it was. It was trying to reach Proximus Centauri they kept bringing up or something. Mm -hmm. So this is like an outer different, I don't know. It was just maybe, maybe they're just trying to, it was a research ship they didn't boldly, i don't think they really said to boldly go I think they where just, no man has gone before i mean i just think sure. it was just like a like an exploratory vessel but you know when they get into 
when Dr. Weir's, we didn't really get into the cast. Well, but, we can go into it, yeah. But Sam Neill, who's our connection from Memoirs of Invisible Man, uh, he plays Dr. Weir. And he, he's the architect. Right. And so of the he's event, on the right. ship. He's on the ship, the Lewis and Clark. It was uh, the rescue ship that, come, that sent him. Right. Dispatched to go. And so he's on this because he built, he designed, he's the and built the, he uh, the, the event horizon. Yeah. And yeah. so he's explaining like what they were trying to do and what the event horizon actually is. And I'll let you, because you worked out and fact checked all his math mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and science. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like it worked out, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, um, so it was it was kind of weird. And there's a whole bunch of made up stuff. What well, makes it? Did. Yeah. So we, like, Event Horizon disappears and it's now shown back up, right? And so we got this rescue team to go out there and find, you know, to go and explore the ship, find out what happened to the crew, see what's going on, why has it been gone for seven years. Right, and we get introduced to the whole crew, and it's very alien-like, right? They're all, like, waking up from their, like, little, uh, uh, like, cryostasis naps, you know, and they're all wearing their, like, skivvies, like you would see. Yeah, like, they alien. call it something different, like a they, they grab called it like a, They called it an ionic, ionic drive, ion drive? Uh, oh, but sure. I thought there was some, like, either graph pods or something. Maybe you're, maybe know. it was graph pods, but they're jumping in a capsule where they drink water, like, filled up with water, and they got the mask or what have you. Yeah. And, um... Uh, where and then before he like I guess before we all see uh, where has like a yeah he has like a, like kind of a dream of his wife like talking to him and she's like she's like Billy come with me and he's like he's like I'm waiting for you and he like freaks out because she has no eyes right mm -hmm. and he wakes up from the cryostatus and everybody's like coming out and then we meet all the crew we meet Cooper who I don't know what really he does but he's like the loud brat uh uh bash uh, uh brash kind of cocky guy yeah what are you like the ship maintenance guy and he's like, yeah i think that's what he's, he's like have some coffee he reminds me of bill paxton from aliens uh you know right and then right, he's right. like ragging on um stark who's played by jolie richardson who's she's like the second in command or the commanding officer um i, I actually kind of got a little bit lost on on the the ranking hierarchy and what their roles are yeah, yeah. i mean lawrence fishburne is he the, no, lawrence fishburne is like the captain the he's captain miller. he's miller yeah so he's had, clearly in charge yeah. but then everybody else I'm and then not. you had the commanding officer who was start played by julie jolie richardson yeah um then you have dj jason isaacs he's like the medical officer then you have peters and i'm not quite sure what she does um oh kathleen quinlan kathleen character. quinlan yeah mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure where, where her uh, any of their roles were. I mean, some of them were like I don't know. Then you have Smith Pertwee. Oh yeah, Sean Pertwee. He's like the driver. He just drives. He's the driver. He's like the driver. He's like I'm the email and you drive them. I'm going to drive wherever you need to He's go. He's the helmsman. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you have Justin. Who's I don't know what he does either. He's he's, like he's clearly engineer. He's, he's the really young guy that he's you the expect is going to die first. Yeah, yeah. He's the <laughs> the yellow shirt, right? Is that what it is? Well, I don't know. What was the Star Trek? Whoever's wearing a red shirt or something like that. Oh, oh, <laughs> I don't remember. You talking about the original series? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a big Star Trek person. Apologies to any Star Trek fans. Uh, I just, I'm a, I like Star Trek. Yeah, I just knew there was like always a it was always like a gag, like whatever color shirt you're wearing, you're gonna go, you're gonna get it first or whatever. So, mm. no, I mean, haven't watched several episodes. Uh, there's, I don't. I didn't really notice a, a rhyme or reason. Yeah. So yeah, if they're not an actor, you know their name. Mm -hmm. So Cooper, played by Richard Jones, is like the rescue technician. That's what he is. A rescue yeah, technician. Yeah. And then uh, Ensign Justin is the chief engineer. So he's the young guy, but he's the chief engineer. The chief engineer. Yeah. 
And then we have Sean Perch, where he plays Smitty as the pilot. Told you he was the driver of the Lewis and Clark. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. but that would be yeah. a helmsman, I think. Yeah. And then I think he's got had, the helm. And then Kathleen Quinlan is Peter. She's a medical technician. It's a medical technician, I guess. Okay, nurse. And then, yeah, it's a nurse. And then, you know, we have Isaacs, who's the medical doctor of the Lewis and Clark. And of course, they have Dr. Billy Ware. Who's basically the, the architect of the whatever? Yeah. yeah, and he's explaining. They're like, okay, now that they all woke up and whatever, and they're halfway there to their trip. 50, Fifty-six days out, they remind you. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's okay. Yeah, Miller does his best, like um, Yafet Kodo, and he's like, hey, man, we were, uh, we were on our, we were on leave. Yafet Kodo, aliens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We were on leave. Or alien. Yeah, alien. Excuse me. We were on leave. We need to get we uh well i don't know if that's 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 necessarily true because miller is is the captain he's the one that's like trying to tell everybody that yeah but i, I, I mean i feel like cooper's more the yafakota uh well i just think like you know yafakota is like his like he was like oh man i'm waiting for my pay and my vacation and miller was he, i mean I'm just, i don't know miller i, I mean Lawrence i'm not Fishburne. comparing the character Lawrence Fishburne I'm just, was like i'm just I mean, he's like what, he's like whipping these guys into yeah. shit. he's like oh no this is our well, job i'm not comparing the act i mean the character i'm just comparing what he was saying like uh, what he said was like, hey, we we were whipped, whisked, whisked wave on leave to okay. do this mission. Can you explain to us what's going on? Okay. Now that we're in there, and then yeah, where it goes, and then it's like he basically says, hey, look, I developed this, uh, I developed this uh, event horizon, and then guess what? I developed this gravitational core. Yeah, tell me something, tell me something, Patrick. What is the shortest distance between two points? You would think it's a straight line, but you know what it is? It's actually zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Zero what? And so I was doing the calculations. <laughs> and I was like, hey, the math checks out. It's right? true. It's yeah. true. He had an abacus and a calculator. Uh huh. And a centerfold pinup, you know, so which is still a thing, I guess, in 2047. So <laughs> right. and he's like, don't. And uh, Smith was like, uh, that's Veronica. She's mine. Don't, you know, he's like, don't mess with her. And he like, he pokes a hole and he's like, you just fold it like this and you make point A to point B touch each other. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so he's like, you just make them blend. You've, you you fold space and time because the shortest distance is actually zero. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so basically, what he said, they're zero like something. Yeah. And then they're arguing with. They're like, "There's no possible way, man. You're bending the laws of physics." Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, but you can get a you can't break the laws of relativity, but you can go around, around them. them. Exactly. That's what he does. He goes around them. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. I'm not still. quite <laughs> sure what that means either. But he basically says, like, you know, what's, guess we're not supposed to. Know. We're going to suppose he's basically saying, like, uh, so how we did it is. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say he's like, basically how we do it is we just open. We bend space and time just enough to give you a small opening into another dimension, which helps you skip to the next point where you're trying to go. Maybe this was actually that other 40 minutes of mm -hmm. cut footage, which is him continuing. He kind of continues to discuss. <laughs> discusses. He's basically saying, look, I created this gravitational core that basically makes us go travel, makes human humankind travel faster than the speed of light. He's yeah. like, he even says later down the road, he's like, it would have taken you thousands of years and it can get to process within days, you know? So right. he's, like, he's really proud of this. Uh, I mean, it's a visit. I guess yeah. if you understand what it's doing, yeah. it makes sense. And I, mean, I guess the, it's supposed to be like warp drive. It's basically warp stuff. drive. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. like, yeah. Hyperdrive. But they could, they couldn't call speed, it that. Though. Ludicrous speed. I don't know which one. Yeah. yeah. But they couldn't call it that. So they, they talked about, uh, you're not going 
faster than the speed of light. You are opening a dimension and folding you're based, space. Space and time. So you're basically just skipping. Which makes even less than, yeah. sense than going faster. So you're just like basically skipping it, right? You're just like jumping a loop. You're putting in a cheat code. Yeah. To get straight to Mike Tyson. That's right. So, I, you know, I got out my abacus and my calculator and I was yeah. doing the math while he yeah. was like telling us and I was like, mm, I mean, I carried the, carried the, the, the remainder and, uh, yeah, he looked yeah. like, he looked like an old, old school, like accountant. Did the right? four, like, like from the mask. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, she, I mean, you yeah. like, <laughs> she, you put this here. I did. I pulled and you've invested in some yeah. T-bills. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, I, you know, you know, subbed in the remainder there and put yeah. it in the cube. Yeah. Carry, foil. Yeah. Carry, carry the one. Carry the one. Did the foil method. Everything checked out, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. I was like, okay, Doctor Doctor Ware knows what he's talking about. That's Solid right. guy. Yeah. We should we should bring this to reality now and invent it. Yeah, but this whole crew they're not happy about it, right? Uh no. Yeah, no, like, no, 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 no. And they Smitty especially. Smitty, I think Smitty, Smitty is very he, he's very hot headed yeah. and when he doesn't like something, he he lets you know about it. Yeah. And DJ seems like a loner for a medical doctor. He seems kinda like a quiet dude. You know what? It's funny. DJ almost comes across as like he there's like something up with him. Like he could I, I think I remember the first time watching this thinking, Oh, I wonder if I wonder if he's the is he a bad guy? But he just turns out he's just what's Jason Isaacs? I mean, he's I guess maybe because I've only seen yeah, his bad actually <laughs> like an antagonist in a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, the first time I saw this was probably well Post after Patriot. Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I gotcha. Was he in wasn't he in um that weird Peter Pan one where he played like the dad slash hook? Maybe like 2003. Maybe yeah. I didn't see it if, if he was okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, so they get there. They're hearing some stuff. They found out. I guess they get. They find. Uh, they actually don't believe him at first. I thought that was kind of funny because they're like, "He's like, we're here to search the event horizon." They're like, "That thing blew up seven years ago," and he's like, "No, it was a cover up. It's his return." Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Before, yeah, yeah. they didn't say that in that opening explanation mm -hmm, typing mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, you know. Because so, they were all like shot. They're like, "There's no way we're going to see the event horizon." That this is like this is a wild goose chase. That thing blew up like years ago. Yeah, well, yeah. we didn't know that. They Nobody told us that. Yeah, no one explained it. That they just it. said it was the worst disaster in the history of space like, exploration. This is top because it just disappeared. This is top secret stuff. Hey guys, <laughs> we're going to event horizon. Right, we're going to Neptune, and so they go in the cryogenic space and yeah. Looking for intergalactic adventure? Do you have a desire to explore the stars? Then be a part of our crew in the U.S. Aerospace Command. In the USAC, you will embark on vital missions in support of intergalactic defense and discovery. The USAC provides a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see the galaxy. Whether it's on a rescue ship or a research vessel, your contribution as a USAC crewman will be a rewarding experience. So, become an explorer just like Lewis and Clark in the U.S. Aerospace Command. For more information, please contact your local U.S. Aerospace Command recruiter today. All right, so they didn't go back into cryo. No, maybe they did. I just remember they just sleep. They woke up fifty-six days later, right? And they're at the. I wonder where they started from. <sighs> I don't know because I feel like fifty-six days isn't enough to get some from some outpost Earth. I guess it must be an outpost. I yeah. guess. Anyway, they're going to Neptune, right? Yeah, eighth, eighth planet in the uh, yeah. solar galaxy. Yeah. In the solar galaxy. Solar system. In the yeah. galaxy. The uh, galaxy, yeah. And, uh, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Solar, mm -hmm. the system of solars. Yep. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, they don't. I guess they're not expecting to actually find this ship, though. But they get there. They get like they get there and they get some kind of recording. That's all they got, like a faint recording. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And With it, like some weird sounds yeah, and, and some Latin. Yeah, and DJ is able to like this interpret you know it because he's a doctor. Yeah, he's a doctor and also a DJ. And um, <laughs> he was spinning those tunes before the movie started. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he's like, uh, I believe it says. I believe that's how they could have incorporated the music uh, yeah, into yeah. the movie mm-hmm. itself. They could have had a scene. DJ was being the DJ. Like just doing the turntable. I don't know. He was a he was a DJ. Yeah. So yeah, he somehow says it's they're saying liberate me, basically save me. So they knew that there was like it must have, they're on a rescue mission, right? They have like this really weird like landing or like entry, I guess, because it's weird to me because like we see like Neptune, but we don't see the event horizon and. Can you describe the event horizon? Because we do see it at the beginning of the film. Um, so it it's basically like two parts connected by a very long tunnel thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so one one end of it is a like the bridge and the working part. Yeah, I don't the know. The driving part? Yeah. <laughs> the driving part? It's where the steering the wheel is. The flying part. <laughs> and in the back is, like the, is engineer. the engineering side yeah. where the gravita- so the, the core thing. Gravitational right? core. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Gravitational yeah. core. The gravitational thing. core. And this gravitational core is like the keys to, the, to the, what the Red Horizon can do. Right. It can warp dimensions and travel from point A to point B in days um it to me looked like a like a q-tip with like wings on one side oh okay yeah Hmm. because it was like really skinny yeah like a q-tip with wings on one side but yeah the one the front end was like the the bridge (laughs) yeah the driving portion yeah Mm -hmm. so they have to go into the you don't see the ship you just see the planet so they got to go into the atmosphere they have to go into that's what i was going to okay, say they yeah. have to go into the atmosphere of neptune which is constant thundering and lightning yeah yeah that was a cool ambiance yeah. yeah and so they've got sensors that are telling them that the event horizon is there mm-hmm. and that they're getting closer and closer and closer but they can't see it nope they can't see it they can't too see many, it can see the atmosphere and then all of a sudden they're like we're going to hit it and they break through the cloud and the event horizon is right there and you know how we know is the event horizon how do they know because the event horizon has its name huge right yeah it's like it's like a, yeah it's like a boat it's like a boat like a it vessel is. it's got it its is name. basically yeah it's got it, its name. it had a, yeah. and, and it's very it was very it fortunate. Was like in, it was like in flashing lights. Me, me, me. You have arrived. But you know, it what? was very fortunate that that and this very long giant ship they they got there right at that spot. It's yeah. probably the only place where, where it says Event Horizon. And this, yeah, and this uh, rescue ship, Lewis and the Lewis and Clark, is very small compared to. It was very small yeah, compared mm-hmm. to the Event Horizon. And I will say for the for the how skeptical they skeptical they were to Doctor Ware when he was mentioning that we're going to go rescue the Event Horizon, mm-hmm. they all seemed like, oh, okay, we're here. 
None of them were like, holy crap, you're right. That's the only thing about my neck was like, <laughs> they were super skeptical because apparently this is like such a devastating disappearance yeah. to all hum humankind. But the moment they rolled up and saw it in front of them, they're like, okay, guys, just park. Let's go ahead and get on their board. <laughs> they were not phased whatsoever. They're professionals, that, <laughs> Pat. They're professionals. They're apparently sailors too, even though they're space sailors. Because a few times Miller said like, as you were a sailor, he was very... Like uh, yeah. Fishburne, he's yeah, very yeah, yeah. yeah, he's very like as you were. So this, this, this goes back to the 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 old. It sort of bothers me a little bit. The whole thing of uh, space travel is the equivalent of like a like a submarine water vessel, or mm -hmm. or and they call it ships and mm -hmm. all this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when in, but in you're not reality, sailing space. When reality, the these okay, the space force that as we know it. Is taken from the Air Force, mm. and that's actually the natural offshoot. There it's the go. Air Force. It should not, be not not the Navy. But anyway, whatever. That's so. Should be we be calling them space planes? <laughs> I mean, they're technically flying space jets. I guess I don't know space copters. Space copters. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know how that works with no air. What is space. space copter force? Because <laughs> of. It's not you need you need There's to no move that air. There's no centripetal to force. Great lift. There is. There is on a gra on the gravitational core. There's some centripetal force spinning around and around. Oh well, I'm just talking about like in general to have a helicopter in space. I don't think it would work. Anyway, well, so uh, they're scanning it. They don't see any life forms. No, that's not true. They can pick up a whole bunch of life. Signs, yeah, but, she but can't, they can't she figure can't out what figure that means. Out what it is. Yeah, she's yeah. getting like this faints. Um, yeah, like I don't know what it is, and then it's so weird. It's, so, it's weird. so weird, yeah. And then um, Miller's like, "Well, do it the hard way, yeah. deck by deck, floor by floor, room by room." Yeah, and this is a cool Lawrence Fishburne. I like this, uh, this dude. Dude, every Lawrence Fishburne is cool. I don't know, dude. I was pretty scared of him after what love got to, what love got to do with it. I mean, I'm just talking about like in general as Lawrence he, Fishburne. This is he's him cool between uh, between that and before he's Morpheus. So. I I honestly here here's a hot take. Take out Sam Jackson from every Sam Jackson role and put Lawrence Fishburne in is better. Yeah, I agree. I would say yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Probably a cooler, more calm and collected oh, yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. much like I've said, like I told you, very soothing voice. Very soothing voice. Take yeah. out all the Morgan Freeman I mean, voiceover work, put in Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, I mean he could do it, yeah. I think he could. So this was a but he was cool and collected here. He played Captain. Let Lawrence Fishburne play Azim in Robin Hood and Prince of Thieves. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know why. I, I don't that. know. I don't know. But he's cool and calm and collected in this film, man. Yeah. He's definitely the military guy. Mm -hmm. You know? Let's it's very, it's it's sort of like a, a test run for Morpheus. Yeah. Which comes a couple of years later. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a take charge guy in this film. Mm -hmm. He's telling everybody what to do. I mean, he's, he's essentially playing the same part. Calming everybody down. Yeah. The, the captain cool, of the ship. Keeping a cool head. He keeps, he keeps referring to the Lewis and Clark as my ship. Like mm -hmm. he did with the Nebuchadnezzar and the matrix. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. so they board the event horizon. Right. Right. I right. think only three of them are right. Th two or three. Of yeah. Them are. It's, uh, it's Miller, uh, Justin, Justin and, uh, Kathleen Quinn's Peters, character. Peters. Yeah. 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 And it's really funny. Just, just, they happen to walk on the deck that kind of separates the two, uh, the back and the front. Yeah. And we see little, little, little explosives all, yeah. all yeah. down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, just, just normal, normal thing. Normal that's thing. called a Chekhov's gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and Miller's like, what are these? And then where's like, 
Oh, we use them in case you need an emergency. You can explode and separate the front bridge as a lifeboat. I, I this uh, this is very similar to the the separate. old self destruct button yeah. on a ship. Like, what kind of emergency is going to come up where this is going to happen? Well, why would you need to separate the why would you need to separate the bridge from the engineering? Because the back is engineering. Well, no, it's front. not necessarily the bridge. That they they have another. I think there's another part called the lifeboat, which uh. is which. That's how they escape at the very end. Oh, okay. But I, I think that it's part of the bridge. Of the bridge, and maybe just. But a I don't section. think it's. Yeah, I don't entire, think it's yeah, the like the whole bridge. bridge. Yeah. yeah, you might be right. So we just kind of find that out, and then um, they're like, "All right, Justin, just run down there to the uh, engineering corps and let us know how it goes." Yeah. You it's know. it's super super scary down there. Yeah. We have no idea what to expect. Yeah, but we'll just sit down there by himself. You be know. fine. He be opens fine. the door. He goes through this really crazy tunnel that looks like a meat grinder. Right? Yeah, the meat well, that's grinder. what he calls it. Yeah, he's like, it looks like a meat grinder. There's a bunch of like, like just like. I thought it was kind of cool. It, okay, this whole scene though, this whole scene is kind of it's kind of cringy. Like mm-hmm. the acting. It it he's he's delivering lines mm-hmm. and and we're. It, Weir's delivering lines or no, just, no, okay. Justin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's like saying things that are just sort of, I think they, they kind of come across as unnatural. Like mm-hmm. you know, the whole, like, uh, looks like a meat grinder, which yeah. is, he's saying that because that's probably what the audience was thinking. Mm-hmm. And then we, this is where we get outside of like some floating objects, um, like the glove and the, and the, um, the the watch and this kind of thing we get like the liquid stuff oh yeah floating, floating in the, the air. air yeah yeah and this is like the first one of he's like looks those, like a lot of coolant <laughs> yeah he, and he like it, it hits his helmet and then he purposely like brushes it off yeah and so this is like that first time we get the oh look what we can do with this Ooh, Ooh, cgi yeah. yeah it's like a bunch of flubber just floating around. Yeah, it, yeah, it kind of looked like that. <laughs> and he's like wiping away and he's like talking about stats that make no sense to us. Yeah. You know, whatever. He like turns on and we see this room, right? The uh, gravitational core. It's like this spiked filled room. Yeah. And in the middle is like this gyroscope ball with lights. Kind of looks like Cerebro now that I think about yeah, it. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like a gyroscope, right? Yeah. And then it's like surrounded by a water moat. I'm not entirely I couldn't, sure. I don't know what that was. And there's like lights that pulsate from it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did like that uh, throughout the film, when people looked at it, you would see it in their eyes, like the lights in their oh, eyes, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, but this is the core. And somehow, like, while everybody's just kind of moping around, like, Peter's just walking around trying to, like, get life forms. Miller, I don't know what he's doing. He's just basically commanding everybody. Justin turns on the machine, and then it, like, becomes like a black pool. And it, like, opens, and there's just, like, this black pool of water. Yeah. Like, almost the abyss type where it's standing black pool in the, right. core, in the middle of this, like, gyroscope. Mm-hmm. Or Stargate. Yeah. Naturally, you just touch it, right? Yeah, yeah you just go in there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and you just touch curiosity it. Yeah. got the better yeah, of it. Yeah, you just stick your whole arm in there. You mess around like this is awesome. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he gets yeah, he gets jacked up and pulled in. He's got like a, a rope to him that's. I guess tied to him all the way from the uh, lowest. Yeah, the, yeah, he's tethered. Yeah, yeah I, th- I guess they're all that way. Yeah, I don't know. And apparently his name is Baby Bear because then Cooper's like, "I'm coming, Baby Bear." Yeah, everybody yeah. calls him that. Yeah. yeah, and while he gets sucked through the portal, like chaos erupts, like on both the ships, right? Like Lewis and Clark, like starts like burning up, and I don't know, like I don't know, it's crazy, right? 
like stuff starts blowing up. Yeah, fires yeah, catching yeah, yeah. On, I, everything's I, going crazy. I can't remember. I can't remember like what what initiated that explosion. If it was what happened in the the core, I think uh, him getting sucked into the core like kind of set it off, right? Okay, and it just like caused a rip through um, Lois and Clark, right? Because during this time, we also see. Peters is in is on the bridge and there's a dead body that scares her. Right, yeah, yeah she floats into out, it. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, what happened to that guy? You're right, there is a float. Yes, right, because she's on yeah. the bridge trying to find life forms, and that floating body is just floating, right, <laughs> frozen, yeah, with no eyeballs, right, and is all like scarred up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I, I can't remember what Miller was doing. I think he was just pr- project management Probably stuff, using a restroom or something, <laughs> taking a break, maybe. Yeah, I remember. And so now everybody's freaking out, but Cooper goes in and saves him. Pulls, uh, uh, is he out of it when he gets to him? Uh, no. I think when he gets to him, the thing he gets pushed out somehow, or mm-hmm. he gets ejected. That's out right. He gets ejected and out, it, and he comes, and he like hits. They they kind of crash. They kind of yeah. They kind of hug each other, and they crash. And yeah. he's like, "Watch out!" And he sees the spikes, and he's trying to avoid the spikes. And at that time, they activate the gravity in there. I think Peter switched the gravity on. And it was kind of cool because everything just falls. Oh, yeah, because all that liquid that was floating. All the floating liquid, everything floating just falls to the ground. And then Mm -hmm. that dead body just shatters. Yeah. Because it's like basically a block of ice. Yeah. And it shatters and he's like a little red. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was all right. Yeah, Yeah, I was all right. I was was all right. I've seen better. <laughs> and then they talk about like okay so now the lewis and clark is like destroyed right and they only have like 20 hours of breathable air now they're kind of trapped right yeah yeah and they yeah, don't know yeah. what to do and they're like well we need to this is kind of i gotta kind of got murky with it because they're like it's gonna take longer because then i say hey smith do you mind repairing and he's like it's gonna take me a long time he's like well, we don't have a long time yeah so but- yeah yeah you're right because he says that and then they say well the event horizon if we can get it going we mm-hmm. can use that yeah so they get on there but i th- but then somewhere in here they still decided to repair the lewis and clark yeah it and, seemed it seemed a little murky to me yeah yeah, yeah. I, there, there's, it, so they told everybody to everybody get on to the event horizon while smith repairs because the hole was breached on on lewis yeah and clark. yeah yeah so smith's out there smith and cooper are going to basically be out there on like repair duty mm-hmm. right yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, because they're just going to repair it, but they only have like so much time as far as air that mm-hmm. they can have. So they're all in the event horizon until this repair is going on. And so they're kind of trapped. So here's the shining part where they're kind of cabin fever trapped. They don't Yeah, have... there's a lot of exploration trying to figure out like what happened here. Um, we get some people, when they get separated from um, the others, something happens. I mean, we got, I guess we, Justin survives. Yeah. So he's like in a catatonic state. Yeah. And they don't yeah. know what's going on. And they're going to where, because where designed this, right? And right. they're asking him, like, what's going on. And he's like, he's you're all being, of, I don't know. You're all being delusional. I don't, I can't, I can't say it's what's, and they're like, what's in the core? And he's like, it creates an artificial black hole. And they're like, but that's, that's, that's dangerous. A black hole's crazy. And he's like, yes, but it helps us harness the power. That's how we travel so much faster. That's the beauty of the event horizon, you know? And they're like, uh, and he's like, and I can, and he's like, and they're like, something happened to Justin. And he's like, I, I promise you it can, cause like Cooper's like, I saw that sucker open itself. It's yeah. Like, There's no way it opened on its own. And yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 Doctor Weir, he he sort of he just brushes off everybody's. Like, yeah, he's like, you guys are morons. You didn't you didn't design this. I yeah, did. yeah. Uh, we also get there's got a scene where Peters keeps seeing her child, so her Peter's son has a thing where yeah, so she's in there, she's kind of attending to Justin, and yeah. she sees like a, a somebody is unzipping like a cover on a yeah on one of the. I don't bay. like she's in the medical bay or whatever yeah and yeah she sees her son and this is where we see him like he's got lesions on his legs mm-hmm. and he's freaking out and then it was like a jump scare dj like stops her and it's like what's going on and she's like oh my son she's like i don't know so she's hallucinating too right yeah and i think um weir starts uh he starts like fixing like he goes down to the core and he starts crawling through tunnels to repair some stuff oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the lights are flickering it's and he hears very bill- green yeah and he starts hearing his wife's name calling to him and he's like he's like losing his mind man he's like <clears throat> something's getting to him right yeah it was funny about about that whole thing because he had had a dream about her early on and then he starts i felt like that pretty early on there was something there about her and i felt like it even started before they got on the horizon, the mm-hmm. event horizon. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just kind of weird, like how that connection was, was made so quickly, but I guess it was just made worse like, when they got the, got on the ship. So everybody's kind of having these small hallucinations and Smith hates, he's like, he's like very adamant. Like I hate this ship. I need to get, what do we need to do? To get us off the ship as soon as possible. So yeah. that's why he's out there like repairing it. Well, actually Cooper's repairing it and he's helping him, but he's also, um, putting in as much words as possible in Miller's ear. Like we need to get out the ship. I don't like the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Smith, Smith and Cooper don't really have the hallucination problems. And I'm wondering if that's because they were like outside the ship. Most of the time. Maybe um, that could be the case. Cause even Miller has his own solution. Yeah. Good Miller. He, there's a, a thing about a former crewman that he had, that he had to leave behind and the person died. And he's, yeah. So he's guilt. in the, cause he's in the courtroom when, when um where is having his hallucination oh yeah we got the wife. guy on fire coming yeah, out of yeah. yeah just kind of steps out of the water a dude like on flames is mm-hmm. like you know, like staring at miller and he's like no it can't be and he yeah. like runs away and um smith at one point is like in where's face because he's like he's like everybody's having these weird hallucinations and freaking out smith is like in where's face where he's like you break the law of physics you're gonna have to pay you know and He's like losing it and like Miller's like, calm down. And then this is where like DJ just all of a sudden like subdues him with a scalpel. I know. Yeah, and everybody's like, what? Yeah. And then he's like, they're like, they're like DJ. And he's like, he like has like a, a like a moment of realization and like drops a scalpel. I just thought that was kind of, kind of funny. Um, but. What, what point does um, Justin wake up? So Stark comes to to um, Stark comes to Miller and proposes that the ship is alive, and he's like, "You're crazy, right?" Yeah. But then Peters is again alone in the medical bay by herself again, and she hears like she hears like just like noises. She turns around, Justin's gone. You yeah. Know? And then she's like hearing like all this thudding and like noise. They run to the, she runs to the bridge, and this is where we. I don't know. It was really weird. It's like. Um, she runs to the bridge and like just like just noises chasing after her. She runs to the bridge. They close the doors and they see the pounding on the oh, door. Yeah. yeah, which was straight from the haunting. haunting. It yeah. was pounding on the door and then it's interrupted by like an airlock. Like the, that whole scene is interrupted by somebody being in the airlock. And that's yeah. where they find that Justin's yeah. in the airlock. Yeah. A couple of these times, like that scene, 
you see you see Weir, Doctor Weir, is just sitting in the chair in the middle of the bridge. Yeah, like just chilling, just chilling. Yeah, watching the whole thing. Yeah, unfold. yeah. He's like, yeah. you know, like he's the one that's it, like he. Oh, this is what I expected was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, but the whole thing with like Justin lock put lock himself in the airlock, and he, I guess he's possessed is that the right I word guess, yeah. i don't know and though they're all pleading you know open the open the inner door open the door open the door they can't open it from the outside he's like from from you, the inside he's like you don't want to see the dart that's inside me and he's saying some real crazy stuff yeah yeah and so he he like hits the outer airlock door 30 second delay yeah <laughs> which i thought was interesting yeah and it's even more interesting after later exactly um and then he comes out of it and he realizes what he's done. And then all this time, Miller is on the outside of the ship and he's going to rescue Justin when he gets sucked out of the airlock. Yeah, and he's like talking to him through the whole time and he's yeah. like kind of like just floating around outside the ship or whatever. Cause I guess he was outside helping them with yeah. the, uh, the welding or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, like he's like, patch me through. I guess they can patch them through. And it's yeah, like, I guess so. Yeah, they can't open the him. door. But they can yeah. Just... And I guess the door and then like Justin's freaking out. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, body's decompressing. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of a, if a kind of a neat, like little effect, like when he like looks at his arms and, yeah. and like all the veins, but you're right. He was possessed and then he flipped all of a sudden. Like he woke up and he was like, I don't want to die. Yeah. Open well, I, the door. I, yeah. It was like, it was like the entity or whatever was like, all right, we got him to do what we wanted him to do. Yep. And so, okay, let's, uh, let's toss him out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, Miller goes in and saves him. And somehow the doors open, the outer door and inner door open up within seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though it took like 30 seconds to decompress that chamber, you know? Yeah. It's like to, to recompress it. It's yeah. like instantaneous. Yeah, instantaneous. <laughs> it's the, probably the gravitational core. It was sped up the, uh, oh, right, know, the, right. the reverse. They probably right. used that to their advantage at one point. Right. And then, then Miller's like, so then like, uh, Justin's like really damaged, but he's not going to do. He's yeah. Not he's not dead, yeah. but he's definitely. It's going to be a tough recovery. Yeah. yeah. And so then Miller's like in his face, he's in Ware's face. He's like, what is going on? What is the deal? And then Ware's kind of like, he's like, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't know. I'm, I, I can't even, I can't even, I, I've never experienced something like this. I need time to collect my thoughts. And that's why he's like, well, that's just what we don't have. Yeah. Time. You know, it's like, all right, you know, Miller's the man. So yeah. He's a pretty interesting guy. Yeah. But then Miller, he then he um, again hallucinates and sees this fire guy again. And he tells, um, I think he kind of like sits down with DJ and tells DJ what the deal was. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And DJ's just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do, man. He's like, he's, this is, oh, this is where DJ tells him, like, I was listening to that recording and it's not save, save me. He's like, actually it's save yourself from hell. <laughs> and then they have like a brief talk about like, do you believe in, right? Do you believe in that? Right. Yeah. Um, then they, uh, they seal up. They finally get this Lewis and Clark sealed up. Right. right. <clears throat> they're yeah. ready and they're ready to go. They're repressurizing. Um, he had asked Peters to kind of like, they found a video where they found the crew just kind of like recording themselves all happy, go lucky. And then like this crazy, like 
it got it kind of got conjumbled and so she was working on like unjumbling this video she finally was like hey i have the video let's watch it and it's like 14 seconds of sheer terror yeah of them just doing wild and crazy things basically just annihilating each other um because they've all been possessed and um the first thing he basically says we're leaving <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's time to get out of here. So yeah. I just think it's, he's, hey, he's like, it's time to go. And, um, yeah, and the original cut had more of that stuff. Yeah. So. Apparently, yeah, more. And then, uh, where's like, we came to do a job. And he's like, we saved everybody. We found out what's going on. We're aborting. You yeah. know, it's time yeah. to get out of here. And, and then they are going to, when they get far enough away, they are going to launch nuke it. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to blow up this ship because the ship is possessed. Right. Yeah. And, uh, this is where like uh everyone just starts falling apart right so um i think um peters and smith are trying to catch the flight they're trying to uh, they're getting a bunch of air yeah so it's they're like um i I think they're kind of like air filter type of things and they need they need so many of them to 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 make the trip to make the trip on to load it up on a lewis and clark yeah and um I don't uh, know what they're calling them. Peters, yeah. but she's like, but it's right there in the core room, right? Yeah. So they have just to happens there. to be there, right? Yeah. So, and then so Smith's like, come on. And Peters is falling behind. She's getting like one more. And then she turns around and she sees Danny, her son, like yeah. running around the core room. And she's just like, you know what? Totally makes sense. That I should check this out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, I've been hallucinating. I'm not trying to diminish people's hallucinations. Yeah. But this doesn't make sense. Why would you even assume? Yeah. Why would you I even clearly, think it's possible? It's clearly evident that this ship is weird, and we've all been like seeing hallucinations. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just saw I just saw a video of like the whole crew just massacring each other. Yeah, why not? You know, yeah. <laughs> why not just bite? Why not bite this worm? You yeah. know. <laughs> and so she goes and follows weak-minded people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she follows the gas ghastly looking Danny. He looks yeah. like a little vampire. Is all white and red eyed or whatever. Yeah. And, and right. she like goes to approach him. She climbs up a ladder, follows him, and he's like, "Hey, mom!" And she's like, "Hey!" And she falls to her death. Right, yeah. right, right. Crashes the, down pretty gruesomely, pretty too. hard. Yeah, in the middle of the um, the uh, core, the core room. room yeah. yeah, and then where like shows up, he's like, "Oh no, Peters!" And then he has another like. Then he like goes into this like trance, and then he sees his wife, and then it goes to a. He hears his wife, and he goes into he like just goes into a scene where it's his wife and his wife. Oh yeah. His wife's in a rest in the bathroom. It looks like she's gonna like basically like slit her wrists and it doesn't look like she yeah. does. Well, she does, yeah. She slits <laughs> her wrists and then she's like hugging him. It's like Dan, she's like, it's she calls him Billy. She's like, Billy, it's okay. I have such wonderful things to show you. Now we can be together. Now we can be together. And then she like in the dream sequence, she's like ripping his eyes out, but in reality, in the courtroom, he's just gouging his own yeah. eyes out, right? Yeah. So he doesn't have any eyes. Right. And he goes crazy. Yeah, he he, he goes is one hundred percent. Goes full on yeah. Jack Nicholson yeah. in The Shining. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. He does. He's Jack Torrance. Yep, he goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's see. At what point does? Oh, okay. So they're all loading things up. Um. Smitty, he's trying to get Cooper. Cooper's still trying to fix one last thing that was on for the repairs. Yeah, it's a couple gas leaks or whatever. So we had like 20 more minutes, 20 more <laughs> yeah. minutes, and we yeah. still done. And so Miller, he's like calling Smitty. He's like, oh, we got to go get, get everything ready. And then he says, oh, no, I just realized one of the explosives is missing. 
Yeah, and he saw where like where like was in the uh, like loading room, yeah. loading dock, and he like ran away. And he's like, "What was where doing in there?" And he's like, "I don't know." And then yeah, yeah. he's like, "I'm in." He's like, "Oh wait, explosives! The explosives on the br- oh, the that little bridge area is missing." Right. Look for them, Smithy. Yeah, and Smithy like looks around and he finds it and. I will say that's kind of a heartbreaking yeah. scene because he's like finding it and then he got that's five seconds. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and he's yeah, it's like, a look on his face. Closes his eyes. And, yeah, it blows up. Yeah. So Lois and Clark, half of that ship is blown apart, and Cooper's like on the magnetic boots, so he goes flying on the shrapnel and uh, um, kind of saves himself though. He was able to like undo himself. Uh, like, yeah, he purges his his air tanks or something like that which mm-hmm. gives him some uh, like an accelerant to yeah, go yeah to decouple from the uh right from the right and he's and like he, here i come which she which you kind of already know all right yeah. he's gonna survive yeah because you're not gonna let him just joke his way through this you yeah know, make yeah it, so he's he's just a character right and he's yeah. like yeah i'm coming back you know in the meantime um so peters has been what 86 right yeah, she's dead. Yeah, and then they blew up uh, those guys. Smitty's dead. Mm-hmm. Smitty's dead. Um, DJ's just chilling, right? Oh, so Miller's like, hey, where is Lost? Like, Miller, like, phones DJ. And he's like, where's Lost? If you see him, kill him on site. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. right. And he's like, he's like, no he, problem. He grabs a weapon, and he's, as soon as he turns around, he's, there's where, right there. Yeah. Are you looking to explore the infinite galaxies of the cosmos? Do you have a passion to uncover the mysteries of space? Well then, enlist today with the newly commissioned Deep Space Exploration Starship, The Event Horizon. The Event Horizon is a revolutionary starship of cutting-edge technology, designed to cut through space and time like the blink of an eye, allowing human space exploration to reach far beyond the imagination. So don't wait any longer. Join Captain Kilpack and crew and find out what wonderful things await you on your journey with The Event. So yeah, DJ gets uh, what do you call it? What's the terminology? Vivisected. Vivisected. Yeah, I very, guess it's, it's the right way to say it. Yeah, very Hellraiserish. Yeah. yeah, he's just yeah. hanging by like, yeah, he gets split open and hung by hooks from yeah, the ceiling. From the his, ceiling. Yeah. Oops, sorry. And his milk. Yeah. So it's, another, it's quite gory. I mean, you don't see like that part, but yeah, you you see him like yeah. It's kind of like a brave the brave part where you see his face. He's like, yeah, but you know what he's doing to him. You know? Yeah. So DJ's got it, and then Miller's like, all right, he's like he he like finds DJ like hanging there, and he goes to the bridge, and he finds and he finds Stark who's been passed out. She wakes up, and then like. From the chair turns Doctor Ware, no eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And Miller's like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "You don't want to leave your ship. You never will." You know? <laughs> and he says, "What happened to your eyes? Well, you well, we're going. We, we don't need, need eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> roads. Yeah. We don't need yeah, roads. Rip it from Back to the Future. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, yeah. He was like, she was just a ship, but now." she's alive you know and he's talking <laughs> about right. he's just like like he's like i built her to go to reach the stars and she's gone far far further i will say i <clears throat> sam deal is hamming it up in this movie mm-hmm. he's loving me <laughs> he, he is he is chewing it up yeah. <laughs> he is loving it so um somehow he retrieves a harpoon gun um when she trains on miller i guess 
well, so it's it's like a it's like a giant riveting gun oh, or okay. something, something riveter, like that, yeah. and so Miller had brought it with him as a weapon, and then he set it down oh, okay. to help Stark, and then he reaches actually back for it, and it's not there. He doesn't like find oh, it. Where to? And then where it turns yeah. around. I don't really know how he did that. It, I feel like I don't either. What a saw where he was like a mystery dude. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's got supernatural powers now. But he is. He's and yeah, he's going. He's hamming up. He's having the speech about building, building it, and hell is where we're going, and we're going back to hell. You're coming with me to hell, and Miller's like, it's not going to happen. And there's like a standoff, and it's interrupted by Cooper because he like flings his way back. Well, it's yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. But what happens is when Weir shoots the gun at him, it goes into the glass of the bridge or uh-huh. wherever they are yeah. mm-hmm. and it sticks there and then when it finally get gets sucked all the way through it breaks the glass and so it, they start getting pulled out and cooper is on his way there i think it's yeah. blown back out yeah whatever yeah and then where is like sucked out like uh yeah. Yeah, he sucked out and then there's just like this like the classic like fighting the wind. Yeah. Not trying to get sucked out scene. Right. Where it's just for the longest time it's just Miller and he grabs like a random a rope. rope or cord. Uh, I, and he like heroically pours yeah, gets itself through like a doorway mm-hmm. that's gonna close. And then oddly enough, Stark survives all this that I mean, because it was like a hard like five minutes of him struggling. I mean Unless you actually see somebody die, you can't assume they're yeah. gonna be dead. There's a hard of him, like whatever, and it, I guess she just found her way behind, like a like hint, a, hint, yeah, like a, behind a desk or something. Yeah, and then she's like, "Well, she's like Miller," and he's yeah. like, "Oh God, I just got through this door." <laughs> he's like, "I don't think so." I, I think, think he, he was because well, like, she said, "Don't leave me." What he mentioned too after he had talked about this bosun that caught fire or yeah. whatever, and he lost. He's like, "Never, I he vowed, was never going to vowed him. never going to leave another man behind." Yeah, because he did. He let this. And guy he, but die. he made an exception for Stark. Yeah, because not a man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was like, "All right, I'll save her," and he pulled her through, and the door closed. Right after she got through. That's what I said. I was like, I bet you the door closes right as soon as she gets through. Then they hear the airlock, and they're like, oh, God, it's where, you know. And uh, <clears throat> they go to the airlock, open it, and it's like, oh, And it's Cooper. Yeah, he's Cooper. like, no, Jamie, no, Jamie. Yeah, Cooper. Yeah. Like, Yay. And they're like, and he's like, all right, you two do something. I can't remember. Yeah. And he, yeah, very much like, get ready for us to go. Yeah. I'm going to go blow these explosives. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's like, get into the lifeboat. I'm going to blow these explosives and destroy the core. I don't know. Somehow he's back in the core room. I don't know. He's just like lighting the explosives, right? But somehow he got back to the core room. Uh, Maybe it was in his mind. I don't remember. Oh, good question. Actually, I don't think he... Well, I guess I think he had to go down the line mm-hmm. and and set all of them. Yeah. And so he had to start at the, the lifeboat yeah. and go all the way down, down the, the core. The core side. Yeah. Yeah. And then he has more visions and he's in the core room and it's like more visions. And the fire guy shows up again and he's like, you left me behind. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you're not real. You're not real. And then it's, and then guess who it is? It's weird. Weird. But now he has his eyes back. He's got his eyes back, but he's, he's very, all cut up. Very yeah. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Freddy Krueger. And he's like, she brought me back and he's like fighting her. He's bald. Yeah. Too. He's got no hair. Yeah. He's got he's, no eyebrows either. Yeah. He's got no eyebrows. He's beating them and he's like knocking them around and beating yeah. them up. 
you're right because he has like because he does he has like a detonator yeah and yeah he yeah, lost right. he lost it but he's fighting you know as like where's like just pushing around I was like we're meant to be together he's like we're meant for hell do you see mm-hmm. do you see and Lawrence Fishburne's like I see and he hits the de- he finally gets the detonator and it's yeah. like, I see and yeah. yeah it blows up and uh and he's like no and um the lifeboat detaches off to space right yeah yeah and then so who's on the lifeboat we've got Cooper? Justin Cooper yeah. and uh, Stark. Stark, yeah. right, 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 mm-hmm. right. And they're back in cryo space. I guess they get into the little cryo chambers, mm-hmm. and we see we get one more jump scare, right? Right. Yeah. So Stark wakes up from cryo. She's the first one they take out of the cryo, and yeah. she falls out of the her pod, and then Weir grabs her. Or well, something, or he's there. Well, the guy has a mask on. The say, the one of the rescue guys has a mask on, and then he takes off his mask and is weird. And she, okay, that's and right. She, that's right. She yeah, freaks out. Yeah, and, and it's weird from like the, the most end. recent weird. Yeah, yeah where his, he's like bald with bag, like, yeah, yeah, cuts all over his face. And she yeah. didn't actually see that, but she mm-hmm. she's still dreaming about it. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Somehow envisioning him. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. And then she like wakes up. She's screaming. She wakes up. And Cooper's like, "Chill, girl." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then like the real rescue people were there. It's like we're safe, we're safe. But are we? Yeah, and the movie ends. But it it's, it ends kind of weird because <laughs> the rescue guys like yelling for help, yeah. yelling for help, yelling for help, and then the doors close. Oh, uh, it's true. Maybe it's more wear. So well, not that, but maybe it's just the ship is still since it's still technically the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not the core part. Yeah, but maybe true. the the lifeboat is the possessed. entity is yeah. like has taken over the whole yeah. thing and it would be funny if it's like get out okay i'm just like another movie <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah get out into space right yeah. now <laughs> yeah maybe yeah maybe. you're right the doors just closed yeah and, and then Roll credits. What's the, yeah, <laughs> the house music? Again. Yeah. <laughs> Electronic pulse. I, I, again, I like that music. I thought it was good. I like that. I like the ending music. It, it, it was, it was definitely of a time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's certainly of the time. So that, yeah, that our, our high school, our high school days. <laughs> yeah. Quick and dirty, man. That's yeah. Yeah. This movie, I, movie, it's funny. I've seen this a couple other times and I feel like it, it was a longer movie. And then when I saw the runtime, I was like, how are, like oh we missed minutes? we missed a part like well, i guess after uh cooper and i guess well cooper while he was like setting up the explosives cooper and stark were just in his room where it was like green glass green glass filled with liquid oh yeah and, like yeah, out, of, yeah. out of nowhere she starts seeing like blood fly flow into the walls oh, and then yeah, this one tank, right. the middle tank that's of green liquid just fills with blood and it just then breaks and just all this blood rushes I, out almost as if like uh, uh, an elevator door opened but up with, with blood, blood gushing, flush. Yeah. And, <laughs> flush, and, that, yeah. and that's where we were like, okay, that's a direct rip from The Shining, but like it really made no sense other than like to f- give like a visual scare. Yeah, because I can't remember like what was the payoff for that. What I don't the, really was know. It symbolic, in just some to freak way? them out. Like, oh, we got attacked by blood. You know, so yeah, I, 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 I really it don't did know. make sense now that I think about and it. And I, I, I guess off screen too. I remember when. His wife, when Ware's wife is saying, I, you know, I thought that was kind of, she's like, I have such wonderful things to show you. I totally 
totally forgot that that was that was Hellraiser's thing. Yeah, he told the girl, he's like, "We have such wonderful things to show you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that uh, at one point you thought Ware might have introduced his Cenobites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was, you know, <laughs> and there was a lot of like scenes, I guess, at the end where he was battling when him and Miller were battling. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Ware kept showing. Um, Miller images and it was all like barbed wire people. Oh yeah. Like there were a lot of like people flashes state. of yeah, the, yeah. the torture stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very Hellraiser. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It definitely was totally. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. I was kind of, conf- I, you know, they, he weird talked about, you know, where these people were and then Fishburne actually Miller says something about like, I want my people back or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, I didn't know. I don't know if maybe there was like another version somewhere where dimension where they're still alive. Like they could have, he could have brought them back. Like you kill, you kill the entity, you destroy the ship and suddenly everybody comes back and it was all a dream or whatever. Like at the end of a nightmare on Elm street. Yeah. Where, you know, she says, I want my friends back and I want you to leave us alone and you've got no power. And Mm -hmm. so he, she wakes up the next day and like her friends come pick her up. Mm-hmm. So everything's normal. Maybe that's what it sort was of, except for. her mom gets pulled through the window, of the door. And then they, I'll take your word for it. It's been a while since I've seen it. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, so that's event horizon. That is event horizon. Apparently like in 2019, they were talking about Amazon trying to do a series for this, like based a off this series. Yeah. Like a TV show, but uh, I try to scour the internet. And I don't see anything else. Other than 2019, they mentioned in it that Amazon's yeah. going to produce a series, and then there was talk about like um, maybe possibly doing a prequel to like what happened with the Event Horizon, okay, and also maybe a sequel like to where what happened to, to where or what have you. So apparently, there's still a lot of talk about it, but I think like um, uh, I think Anderson is like not apt to it. He's like I kind of like the ambiguity of like what's driving. Like this, yeah. this, what drove this thing to be possessed by hell? Well, clearly it was the gravitational core, <laughs> you know, with all the mathematics involved. Um, <laughs> right. But I uh, mean, I think it was just the interdimensional travel. You just, you, they entered a dimension that, mm-hmm. you know, had brought something back. And, and apparently there, I guess this came like, he got really popular in DVD sales. So, yeah, um, or VHS or VHS home video, I guess. Um, and so they were really trying to do the director's cut by using a lot of that footage, but apparently that footage is lost. Yeah. And so there can never, and there was like a story about like, maybe it was found, but then Anderson never confirmed it. And, uh, he's like, you know, I kind of don't even want to add that footage. I'd like to kind of leave it as it is. Um, I think the film is, I think it's fine. It's, it's, I don't think it needs to be more to it. There's not a like, like, oh man, I really wish I knew what happened with this, that, and the other. You know, it's just it's kind of a horror flick. You don't really need to get into all the nitty gritty details about what your yeah. justification is. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's a funny thing, and I just I just saw it, and it clicked in my mind now because that scene where he is demonstrating the with the the pencil the pencil through the, through the uh, paper through the pen- thing pen- that was totally replicated in interstellar yeah so and and i remember when we were just watching it i was like i've seen this before okay and i and i was like this this concept now sounds familiar and i realized oh yeah yeah I don't 
I don't, I did some reading and apparently a couple of movies have done some low key, like references to this film because it has like this, like cult following. But yeah. I, I want to say even like, uh, in Thor love and thunder, which I haven't seen, they make a mention about the gravitational pool, um, explanation in this film. Um, but I haven't seen Man. the film. I don't know. Uh, the movie's not very good. So yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't like, I haven't, I seen didn't retain either. a whole lot. Okay. Out of it. And then, um, Inter- like you said, Interstellar made another reference. And I think some other pop cultures have made some references to this mm. film. Um, I think we just... Uh, I think we can just go right into our awesomeness writing. <laughs> unless, you have, not, unless you have anything else to talk about. No, nah, not really. I um, mean, this movie is what it is. I do like... I do like... I guess the, this was kind of interesting, too. I thought... I liked Sam Neill as this bad guy. He, I mean, I thought he did a great job. Huh. Um, I think uh, Anderson wanted to kind of, he even mentioned like, I'm taking America's hero because he, he's like fresh off of Jurassic Park and everybody loves him because he's Dr. Alan Grant. And, <laughs> okay. But I think a lot of people don't realize there's other films that he's probably paid, he's played a bad guy, I guess, in the mouth of, in the mouth of madness. In the mouth of madness. Yeah. He, yeah. He plays it's a, a good movie. Yeah, yeah. He kind of plays an antagonist, but, uh, I, he, he, I wouldn't call him the antagonist. Uh, he definitely, he, it's weird. It's yeah, hard to say. It's it's, it's, it's been ambiguous. Yeah. yeah, but I think he did a great job. Like you said, he kind of pontificates and he kind of he can has a lot of fun, right? Being this character, um, and I think Lawrence Fishburne was great. I thought he was really good as the, uh, yeah, the dude. Yeah, it's great and everything. Yeah. So I mean, I'll go ahead and start with my awesomeness. I'll give it a three and a half. Ooh. Three and a half levels of awesomeness. Um, okay. I thought it was entertaining. It's fun. And I think the, you know, the gore is not as much as I guess maybe it's made out to be, but maybe it's just my, I guess I just maybe have a sensitivity level, high sensitivity level of gore. I guess I don't know. It just doesn't really, or a low sensitivity, low level. sensitivity level. It just doesn't shock me. I'm like, okay, I've seen stuff worse, you know? And, uh, yeah. um, I think the story, I like how quick the story goes. It does take a lot of elements from other things we've seen, like, you know, the other movies we mentioned. Um, but it's not offensive to me. I'm like, okay, he appreciates it. And he's just kind of wrapping it into it. It's like a cool kind of bizarre space horror flick. And, um, it's not like five level, like, oh my God, it's on my shelf. I got to watch it all every month or whatever. And it's not like a four level, but I'll give it a three and a half. And it's not to the point of two or one, where it's just like low budget and terrible. Um, there's a couple of continuity scenes we kind of pointed out and poked at, but it's not too much. And then a lot of things I think maybe was just some of that stuff might've been just cut out, you know? So that's where I stand. How about you? Um, let's see. I would probably, I think we're going to be in agreement on this. I want to say three and a half also. Nice. That seems like a good number to land on. Cue Um, the celebration. We agree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, I think that I like the, the ambition of it. I like what it's trying to do. Good word. Yeah. It is definitely, it is definitely influenced by other, frankly, better movies, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because I can look at it as homage to those. You know, and it's not like it's not like we don't know that that's what they were. He was like, like Paul W. S. Anderson was going for because he said that he he was influenced by these influenced films. by these yeah. movies. So it's totally fine, and I'm and I'm perfectly fine with it. I think Sam Neill is amazing, 
mm-hmm. this movie. I mm-hmm. I like that he is totally going for it. Completely uh, unhinged. I, yeah, I like that he is. He's like he's probably in his mind thinking this is ridiculous. Yeah. However, I'm going to be ridiculous too, and so nothing's it's cool. more ridiculous than fighting, especially invis- at the end, like fighting an invisible man. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, so I'm definitely taking a step up here, and I like the Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, again, I like Lawrence Fishburne pretty yeah, much everything. I like, I like and, him in this film, yeah. Uh, good. And I think that he just, he's got a presence and mm-hmm. he's got a voice mm-hmm. and it just, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So it, I think all the characters play their parts pretty well. There's not anyone I was just like, oh, good. And, and as far as like the gore part, I, I think what, I think that what makes it okay is that there's not a ton of lingering on, no, on the gore it's, and, it's a lot of quick cuts quick stuff. cuts in your you face know, you see a little bit here yeah. you see a little bit there but you don't you don't spend a whole lot of time having to see it all i think if they're they had left in more stuff that got cut out in that original cut like yeah i could see that being a definite problem that mm-hmm. would definitely bring the film down um but the way it stands now um you know i think it's i think it's it's acceptable um I know we we made fun of the CGI stuff kind of early on. I think it's still holding but up. But I think for me, I and I'm just going to speak for myself. This is a very formative time in my life. This like late mid 90s. late 90s period, yeah. uh-huh. you know, this yeah. is. And so to see it, it just takes me back to that, oh, this is what we were doing then. And so it's it's fun and it's, so you know, I like that they they were going for yeah, they went for it, and it was appropriate at the time, and it wasn't too yeah. it wasn't too cartoonish. Um, but it, I mean, definitely, you, like you said earlier in, earlier in the chat, it's like you're like, okay, this is CGI. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could tell this this is a uh, little CGI items, but I mean, it worked for what it worked for the purpose that they were doing. Some of it was kind of overdone, but yeah, yeah, it was it was a bit overdone, but yeah, I mean, it's not like George Lucas overdone, but it's definitely <sighs> yeah. overdone. Yeah, that was ninety nine, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a little too much CGI. Yeah, he, yeah, he was like, he was, he, he watched this movie and he's like, oh, I can do better. Here, Event Horizon, hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there you go. There's uh there's another movie chat on yeah. 1997's Event Horizon and twenty fifth, twenty fifth episode of. I don't know what that means. Maybe we're a quarter of the way Mike to a hundred. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna nail. We're gonna get there this year, right? <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, life. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. Maybe we'll reach a stretch where we know. can. We got suddenly a bunch of time that we can just knock out a whole lot at once. But, but thank you guys for listening to us uh, here. Here is talk about this film, and uh, I would say check it out if you uh, you have time. Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth it's worth the time. It's worth the it's worth watch. Yeah. All right. So thank you for another movie chat with me and Pat. We will talk to you guys later. Yeah. Bye.